Here we are. Here we are. Week three. We're week three. NFL football. I got Melly Mel next to me. I got Earl the Pearl next to me. Uh, crazy, crazy week in week two. Wasn't definitely, uh, or I should, I'm like barely speaking English this morning. Jesus I just Christ. had my coffee. Dude, you sound like Shaq doing a cold <laughs> read. What, what are you drinking <laughs> over there? What you got? <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I doing? Oh, Bailey's in that coffee over there? What? Oh my God. You want to do a take two? You stuttering bastard. All right. So, 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 so here we go. It's Saturday morning. We're doing this a little early today, which is good. We all have our schedules and our craziness. Week two in the NFL. It was a crazy week. Um, but we are confident. I got to say one thing about this week three. It's definitely more tricky than one and two for me. Very, very difficult. I've been studying these things. I've been listening. Uh, but we're going to dive in, have some fun, and we're going to see how we do. So let's dive right into the games. First off, Earl, you feeling good? Everything okay? I mean, the Steelers, uh, they did not do well. There's turmoil in Steeler land with the quarterback position. But uh, They had you, the Swiss cheese defense going, too. Well, you know, T.J. Watt being out really yeah, is monumental. I, I really forgot how good he was until he wasn't there. So uh, you Steeler fans wanting Kenny Pickett, just shut up. He's oh, come not, on. He's not yeah. going to do any Bring better. I agree with that. I agree with Listen, that. Listen, talk about Swiss cheese defense for the Steelers. They didn't look anything near as bad as Pally High last night. Palisades High School had the Swiss cheese defense formation going all day long, all night long. Yeah, they lost last. Lost That's my uh, money line pick: is Pally Pal High plus the points. I, you so. should have you, you should have bid on Brentwood because cool. Brentwood School beat them yesterday. Private school beat the public school. But so, it does go back to what we said last week, real fast. Of you, you look at the injury reports. I mean, you know, yeah. with, with Watt, Steelers win that game. That's right. You know, hundred hundred so. percent, they so. do. And you know, again, like. <clears throat> like Earl said, you got to keep your eye on the injury reports. You got to keep your eye on looking at the movements, all that different stuff. So we're going to dive in. Just a reminder, we're going to go through the games. We're going to give our leans. Then we're going to each give our three straight picks of the week. I'm going to do my one teaser of the week. And then Melly Mel here is going to do his little parlay bang a wanga uh, situation. Line. Money line so specialist. let's dive in. Game one this week. Let's start. We are in Chicago. The Chicago Bears coming off an embarrassing loss on Sunday evening are at home against the Houston Texans, their second straight road game. Houston played, you know, a pretty spirited game. They should have lost that game by 21 last week, but they kept it close, only lost by seven. Let's start with Earl the Pearl, Chicago. Now, these lines might be a point, uh, 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 a half off here and there. This game's toggling between three and two and a half. I have it right now at Chicago, two and a half over Houston at home. Earl, what do you think? Uh, you know, these two teams are pretty even. So when the teams are even, I'll always go with the home team. So I like Chicago here. I'm going to steal a Mel phrase here. Uh, I would stay away from this game because it's just two semi-bad teams. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. But for you gambling junkies out there, I would go Chicago. Mel? Perfect segue moment here because I'm staying away. But I do like Austin Davis. Yeah, am, I, I, am I getting the name right? I mean, this kid's kind of an unknown, but I think, I think that's the right name of Austin yeah. Davis, the quarterback for Houston. I like him, but uh, stay away. Yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, I would, I would, I would take Houston in the field goal, but two and a half. It's a, it's a really, really tough game. I'm gonna, football. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away. Two bad teams. Anything can happen. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, zero and two, against the Tennessee Titans, zero and two. 
crazy that you would think Mike Vrabel would be 0-2 and the Raiders would be 0-2. Uh, one of these teams is going to be 0-3, which is nuts. The Raiders are a two-point favorite on the road. Tennessee coming off a 41-7 to shellacking to Buffalo on Monday night. The Raiders, can you believe what happened last week with Arizona Woo. in the last minute with that game? Both teams trying to rewrite their past week. I'm going to start off on this game. Another game I wouldn't touch. Um, very, very difficult. If I had to make a lean on it, I would take the home team in two. I have more faith in Vrabel rebounding than I do Josh McDaniel. Mel? Uh, I would stay away from this game. If I was going to do anything on this game, I'd just bet the over. I think it's just uh, it's just really you don't, don't know which way to go here. These teams, Tennessee gets wiped out by Buffalo, which I thought they'd show up for. And uh, Las Vegas, I mean, wow, the way they lost last week was just heartbreaking, man. It was crazy. But uh, stay away. Yep. Earl? Uh, this is another game where, like you said, uh, JB, anything could happen. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Titans. I think they're more embarrassed than the Raiders were. Uh, but I would, as Mad Mel would say, stay away from this one. All right, on to the next now. We got a really interesting game, guys. Let's break this down. The Indianapolis Colts, who have been a complete disaster the first two weeks. They tied the first week. They got shut out the second week. They are going home to play the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Now, this looks like a game where most people would say, oh my God, Kansas City by 20. Here's the interesting thing. The, the, it opened at seven, it's down to five and a half. The pros are steaming the Indianapolis Colts on this. They think this is their Super Bowl. They think this is the game that they get right. Um, I gotta be honest, I'm gonna start on this one again. I loved the Colts at seven. I don't like it at five and a half. It's a stay off game for me. Earl? I mean, I don't see any avenue for the Colts to win here. I, I think they're going to get killed at home. Um, you know, just the Chiefs are just too good. And for whatever reason, Matt Ryan has not found uh, his groove yet. And, you know, at some point, a bad team's going to play good, but I don't think this is the week for the Colts. Mel? JB, I agree with you. If you could get seven, you got good value there. Indianapolis, the home dog at plus seven. But, you know, Matty Ice is starting to prove to me that he has just never recovered from that Tom Brady Super Bowl <laughs> when uh, they came back from, yeah. you know, being up 24 to nothing or whatever it was at the half and never recovered this guy. And uh, I feel terrible because I love my Matty Ice and I would love to say Indy, but can't can't do it. Stay away. Usually teams that get blown out and don't score a point the week before are really, really good teams to back the next week. They make I adjustments. I, 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 again, I, it's not going to be one of my plays, but I think Indy will cover this line. But again, I, I don't think any of us are confident on any side. All right, this is a crazy game. This is a division game. The Buffalo Bills, who have blown out their last two opponents, they beat the Rams 31-10 on Monday night to, to start the season. Then last week, they blew out 41-7, the Tennessee Titans. They are on the road in Miami. Miami, with the miracle come-from-behind win last week against the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, was that something. Buffalo is 5.5 at some places and 6 at other places. Another game, I debated making Miami a play here just because I think it's an interdivision game, and I feel like they can keep the number close. but. I could also see Buffalo kind of with a late touchdown. I'm off this game. Earl? 
Uh, this is a weird one. You know, if you're just picking winners, I go Buffalo. But with the points, I take Miami. So I think uh, Buffalo uh, will win, but they won't cover. Nelly Mel? I'm all over this game. Buffalo is going to be brought back down to reality. Miami is going to hand them their first loss. Miami all the way. This is a play for me all day long wow. down there in South Beach, in Miami, in the sunshine. Miami is going to hand them their first loss. Very interesting. Trust you know, me. I like that. Mel's very, very uh, bullish on this. I mean, you know, you got to think about this. The Bills are traveling on a short week. Short week. They got to slug it out with a 2-0 Dolphin team in the 97-degree heat in Miami. It kind of lines up that, listen, gun to your head, you probably take the five and a half or the six, but I just, for some reason, I'm not going to put it as one of my And plays. there could be a little weather down there, a little hurricane fallout, a little bit of wet field. You never know. It could get... Could get dicey down there with the weather. So that's going to yeah. favor Miami all day long. See, I think Miami's going to be brought back to earth. Could I, be, I just, or after I mean, that, yeah. like after them stealing that game. Could I mean, be right. Although could, uh, we'll Tua and Hill are starting to develop a nice chemistry, I, I just think yeah. Buffalo's too strong. All right, on to the next. Another division game. The Minnesota Vikings coming off a short week and getting blown out. Uh, a pick that I loved against the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. They're at home to try to rebound against the Jared Goff surprise of the year so far, the Detroit Lions, Minnesota six. Um, let's start with Earl. Uh, I like Minnesota at home, although, you know, the Lions are definitely the surprise team of the season so far. I mean, I always loved Goff, thought he got a bad rap with the Rams. Uh, so, uh, but I think Minnesota is just too strong at home for the Lions. No. Take the over uh, in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a good, that's a good call there. Captain Kirk Cousins. Well, I, I, I said at the <laughs> beginning of the when we started doing this two weeks ago, I said this is the year of Captain Kirk, but uh, he failed me miserably against Philadelphia last <laughs> week and looked horrible. So, uh, you know, I want to say Detroit, Detroit's one and one. That's a winning record for them, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I want to say Detroit, this might be a play for me, but I'm going to wait till the end. I'm not sure. I'm teeter-tottering on Jared Goff and the Lions to come in there and go 2-1. and one. We'll see. Wait till the end. So the Lions, as an underdog, are 13-6 and six against the spread in Dan Campbell's first 19 games as a coach. Campbell has them motivated. He has them believing. If Jared Goff gets pressure, you can beat them, and you can usually beat them decisively. If Jared Goff gets time, he can usually keep it close again for me this will be when we get toward my teaser this is going to be one of my teaser legs this week which we'll talk about in a little bit but i am not touching this game as well uh baltimore and new england bill belichick at home as a three-point underdog coming off what i told everybody last week was that new england was going to beat pittsburgh and i was right new england is playing baltimore who gave the game away last week I'm going to start with this. Here's what scares me about this. I want to take the home underdog. What scares me is when you have a team that got robbed like Baltimore did, usually a coach like John Harbaugh can have them motivated to come back and really make a statement. So my thought would be they would rebound, but then Belichick at home, like it's a scary game for me. I'm not touching it. Earl? Uh, yeah, this is a... Uh game to stay away from just because you know 
Belichick's a wild card with how he coaches, but he don't have Brady as backup anymore. So I actually, this is one of my plays. Uh, I like the Ravens on the road. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, the Patriots just are an average team. And, you know, I think a lot of their problems were masked with uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, getting them out of jams. That's not happening anymore. All right. No, I think Baltimore is a better team, Earl, for sure. I agree with you there. And I, and I think that they're right. I think you're right. Patriots just kind of average, um, you know, I, this game, I think could go either way, but if, if I was going to take it, I'd take Baltimore, but I would, uh, it, I'm not interested in this one. Not interested. Okay. On to the next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals who are Owen two, if you would believe on their way to the New York jets who pulled off a miracle last week, all Nick Chubb had to do was step out of bounds and the game's over. And all he had to do was step out of bounds and the game was over. Meanwhile, they ended up clock management. Flacco hits a bomb. They end up missing the extra point to go back Cleveland when they had scored. And then the Jets scored two touchdowns and they win by one point. Uh, I'm going to start here. This is my play of the week. I'm going to go a little more square, a little more public, and I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to win the game, and I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover the five and a half points. I definitely believe that as much as Joe Burrow has a bad line and he's been sacked 17 times or 16, like the first two games, it's been a nightmare for him. I think this is the get well game where the Bengals go into New York. They show people that the Jets aren't as good as they were last week, and they win the game by a minimum of 10 points. Mel? I think that Joe Burrow's frustrations are going to continue. I think that you are dead wrong. I am all over Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. And I said it last week, and Earl doubted me. I did. The pigskin lover doubted me. JB, I was all over Flacco. This is a play for me, baby. I'm going Flacco again all the way in Cincinnati. Smoke and mirrors last year. That's what they were. Wow, Mel going against pigskin lover. Going against Interesting. Got to do it. I'm sorry. Earl the Pearl. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, definitely wrong about Flacco. I mean, he's got a little bit of gas left in the tank, apparently. And uh, I think the Bengals will win the game, but I think the Jets will uh, win with the points. Okay. All right. We will see on that one. Another interdivision game. We're going to go to Washington. The Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles coming off a Monday night shellacking uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Washington Commanders coming off losing last week to the Detroit Lions. They played actually a really good offensive game, but they couldn't hold Goff down. Philly six and a half in Washington. Let's start with Earl the Pearl. Uh, I like the commanders at home and, you know, getting six and a half. I think it's a no brainer. Uh, I mean, the Eagles are a very good team, but uh, you know, I think the commanders are going to want to rebound. And since it's at home, I like them. Mel. I, I, as much as I want a, a cheese steak from Delos Andros in Philadelphia right now, <laughs> I am going against the Eagles. I don't trust them. I'm going with Carson Wentz all day long here. This is a play for me. And uh, I'm all over Carson Wentz, just lighting Philly up. Okay. And so bringing them back down to earth. I don't trust them. I don't trust Jalen Hurts. And I think Philadelphia is just due to have a bad week. And this is it. All right. So here we go. This is for JB right here for me. This is a pick for me. I am all over Carson Wentz. Nice. Here's the way I look at this game, guys. I'll break it down very simple for you. 
Philadelphia is coming off a short week. They're coming off a blowout win. They're traveling to Washington. Washington coming off a loss division game. This is a perfect timing spot for the Washington Commanders to get right. Yep. This is a perfect spot for the Philadelphia Eagles to have a flat game. And in my heart, not only I think it's a they're going to cover the six and a half, and I think there's a really good chance that Washington could win this football game outright. So that is definitely one of my three, which we'll recap at the end. New Orleans Saints on the road going to Carolina against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. There's rumors that Jamison Winston is hurt, that he's banged up. We'll see if that's true or not. The line went from three to two and a half. It's a really, really tough game. I'm going to start here. Not going to be one of my picks, but I do think Carolina and the points is the way to go. I think you take the home team to rebound. You know, they lost last week at, at New York. They played a really good game. They had a really good chance of winning, and they lost. New Orleans, of course, got blown out late by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I would take Carolina as a lean. Mel? Uh, you know, I'm a Panther guy from day one, and Christian McCaffrey looked like he was starting to get back into the groove last week. He had a 50-yard run. Carolina's at home. Big, big rivalry, big divisional game. I'm going to say Carolina gets their first win of the season here. They're due. What do we think, Earl the Pearl? Uh, I think we are all in agreement. I think when you hear rumors of Winston being hurt, he's hurt. Uh, and with someone whose whole game is mobility, I just think the Panthers at home and Mayfield is, uh, he's warm. He's getting a little better with each game. A so little I, bit. Uh, you know, he's not killing it, but, uh, you know, he's also getting a bad rap too. It's not like Carolina is the 70s Steelers. No. Uh, so, but I think the Panthers all day in this one. All right. All right. Here we go now. We're going to go to the afternoon. We're going to go to L.A. SoFi Stadium. The L.A. Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars 24-0 last week over the Indianapolis Colts. Jaguars look like a, a rejuvenated, amazing team with a new coach. They play the Chargers. Herbert's banged up. They say he's going to play. We'll see. What's interesting is the line was seven points. It dropped to three last night, meaning my gut is maybe Herbert doesn't play and the backup plays. It's a tough one here, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, I'll start off here. I, I don't think we can do anything with this. At three points, I would not touch it. At seven points, I would take Jacksonville as a lean. Earl? I mean, I just saw footage of uh, Aber. He didn't look good, like, and that's the part they show the media. So Bobby Aber, uh, Justin Herbert, or Herbert, <laughs> sorry, the same way, I just think. woke up. Spelled the same way, remember? Uh, I mean, you had the same coffee I had. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I like the Jaguars, uh, just because uh, I think the backup will play for the Chargers. Um, and, it's Chase Daniel. Uh, yeah, I mean, might as well get Stan Humphreys back. Uh, <laughs> so I like the Jaguars on the road. Okay. What do we think, Mel? I would say stay far away from this one. I think we're going to see Chase Daniel. I, I, I don't like Chase Daniel. I, I don't think he's any good. I think that uh, I think the Chargers will win this game, but I think that they'll eke it out. I think it's going to be a very close game, and they'll 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 barely they'll barely win. But um, you know, I don't know. Is Trevor Lawrence the, the next? Is he the, the second? The next coming of Tom Brady? I mean, he's certainly put up some good numbers this year so far. So. Who knows? Stay away from it. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. See, I think this is going to be a breakout game for Lawrence, especially if well, Daniels did, is playing. How, how did Lawrence's numbers look last week? Didn't he look really good last week? He had, yeah, he lit it up, and so he's uh, he's 
starting to come around. I mean, who knows? He could light light up the charges more. This game could go either way. It's just it's just there's it's too tough. many unknowns. Too many too many unknowns on that one. All right, the L.A. Rams barely or or almost gave the game away last week at Atlanta. They were they looked so good in the first half, and then they just fell apart. Uh, but won the game. The Rams go to Arizona. Arizona coming off a amazing comeback win against the Raiders, playing with heart. Uh, Rams opened at four. They're down to three and a half. Uh, I'll start off with this one. I mean, I'll tell you this. The pros and the smart people are all on Arizona this week across the board. Normally, I would just listen to them and follow it. I'm nervous. I think Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury, if they're going against each other as coaches, I would put always I would be on the side of Sean McVay. I think the Rams need to make a statement this week after almost giving the game away last week. I would lean L.A. Mel? Uh, Arizona's at home. I mean, this is a this is a big rivalry game, big divisional game. So it's uh, one of these things where the Super Bowl champion is coming into your house on a Sunday afternoon. You've got a big target on your back, after, you know, carrying that Lombardi trophy around. And uh, I say Arizona. It's not a play for me, but I definitely would say definitely Arizona in this one. Earl to Pearl. Me and Mel are in agreement. I just, uh, you know, something looks off with Stafford in that arm. But, you know, I'm not convinced uh, that he's not hiding some serious injury. Uh, and I think Murray's going to want to stick it to the Rams at home. So Arizona all day. All right. On to Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks lost last week. They are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta has been in both of their games, could easily be a 2-0 football team right now. Um, they're 0-2. Seattle, the line opened at 3, 2.5, 3. It's down to 1.5 right now. Uh, let's start with Earl. What are your thoughts here? Uh, I like Seattle at home. Uh, it's just they're pretty even, uh, both teams, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, the 12th man at Seattle, this is the game where the 12th man could help them. So uh, Seahawks, baby. Melly Mel. Who's taking bets on Wait, the Wait, hold lowest? on, hold on. Back up. I'm sorry. You want the Seahawks or the Falcons? I want the Seahawks. You believe the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, because the, they're Got at it. home. Got it. Um, the 12th man. Got this it. is, uh, I think, a game that's tailor-made for the Seahawks to eke out a win. Got it. Mel? I want to know who's taking bets on the lowest Nielsen rating game of the week <laughs> because this is it. Ooh. My money goes down big. Bet the farm on the fact that this is going to be the lowest watched game of the week. That's all you just think. a bad game. I just don't don't have any interest. I mean, as much as I love Gino, you know, and uh, I, I don't even know who's playing quarterback for Atlanta. Who's the quarterback? It's Mariota. Think, uh, oh, it's Mariota. That's right. Mariota. It's Mariota. That's right. That's right. It's Mariota. No, it's Steve Barkowski. He, <laughs> he came back. <laughs> it's Jeff George. Um, oh, my God. Remember yeah. him? <laughs> Remember Jeff George? He had an he arm, dude. He had a cannon. Oh, my God. He was a nightmare. Yeah. From Jeff Auburn George. University, Jeff George. Uh, I, I, I Bruce think, Moore. So Remember Jim George, the photographer? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I do. We won't talk about him. All right. So you're stay away from it. Stay away. It's not interesting. All right. Here I am here. This is going to be my third pick of the week. I love this game. This is a phenomenal pick. I'm going Atlanta plus the one and a half to win the game outright over Seattle. I think the Falcons come in healthy while the Seahawks, Seahawks sport a lengthy injury list. To go with Jamal Adams having been lost for the season, Drake London and Kyle Pitts could go off here. I think Atlanta wins this game uh, by at least three to six points. I'll take the points all day as my third pick. On to Rodgers versus Brady. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going home. 
after winning two road games against the Green Bay Packers, coming off a win after looking a little shaky in the first game. Line opened three. Tampa Bay has a ton of players out, including Mike Evans. Green Bay, a lot more healthy. The line has dropped all the way to one now. Some places it's even a pick em. Everyone looking at this game saying, God, they're banged up. Aaron Rodgers is going to go in and own the game. Let's start with Mel. Mel, what do you think? Green Bay all the way here. I, uh, I, I think that the injuries to Tampa Bay are severe and uh, severe enough to, to, to catapult Green Bay into victory here. And um, now that I'm coaching the, uh, the Packers in the Pally Rec Football League, now I'm a Packer fan. They call me Melichick down there. You know that? Oh my God! <laughs> so I'm you're the broadcaster. The you're a coach. That's Jesus. right. So go over the Packers here. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not crazy about it, but it's definitely a good game to watch. And you know, you got Brady versus Rodgers, and but I think that Green Bay is gonna. You're gonna see great Green Bay hit a good stride here, and I think they're gonna go in there and win. Okay, Earl. I mean, this really is the definition of a pick'em game. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I like the Buccaneers even with the injuries because yeah. you know Rogers just does not feel comfortable with his receivers. You can just see it; he's he's unsure of who to throw to because he doesn't trust any of them. Yep. So I think it then boils down to Rogers against Brady, and uh, you got to always go with Brady in that matchup. So I again, I loved Green Bay all week, and then I see the public is just pounding Green Bay, knowing this injury report and all this stuff. And I always believe sometimes going contrarian, I, you know, I'm not, this is not one of my plays. I am not playing it, but as a lean, I'm going to take Brady as a pick at home to go three and zero and find a way to win as well. I don't think green Bay has the pass rush to get to him, but we'll see what happens. Anybody does. That's <laughs> true. Sunday night. We have, in my opinion, so far, the worst coach in the NFL, Nathaniel Hackett in the Denver Broncos <laughs> at home against the San Francisco Giants and Jimmy G. Guys, wow, Jimmy G back, huh? Back, Trey Lance, out. I mean, what an, in my opinion, an upgrade to the San Francisco 49ers. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Denver. Denver coming off barely winning. San Francisco coming off a nice win. I'll start here. I mean, it looks too easy to me on San Francisco. It's so easy. It. it and normally when it looks easy like that, it goes the other way. I'm off it. This can go either way. Earl? Yeah, I mean, this is a very, very dangerous game for gamblers because it's, yeah. you know, the prototypical anything could happen. Garoppolo could play great. Wilson could play great. Uh, you, you know, uh, I mean, I'm ha you, you got to feel bad for Trey Lance. Like, you know, the team deep down was like, hey, he's out for the whole year. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know the veterans of Big that time. team were like, okay, we're sad he broke his ankle, but we're not yeah. that sad. They were happy um, as hell. I like Denver in this one at home. You like Denver, okay? What are we doing, Melly? I think it's very sad that Jimmy G had to get his job back <laughs> by Trey Lance getting injured it because they weren't going to give it back to him. But he's back. But I still, I still think that creates a little bit of problems in the organization. And uh, I think Russell on a nice fall day in Mile High City. I think Russell's going to light it up, baby. So I'd go Denver for this one. I'm just curious, Melo. Yes, when you say it creates problems, what what do you think those problems are? Well, I think that, that you, a lot of doubt and a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of you know dysfunction, and uh, uh, you know it's uh, you're all looking over your shoulder, and I think that it creates a trickle down effect for the rest of the team. Like, if, well, who's going to take my position? This young upstart comes in, and you know they, a lot of hype gets behind him, and you know next thing you know, like, guys are. 
sitting down in wide receiver position for the next guy that came in. I mean, you know, it's just it just creates disarray and dysfunction. I would agree with you if it wasn't an injury. Like, but I think because yeah. it's a broken ankle, the team was like, Hey, we have to put him in now. Like it's not our choice. Yeah. Uh, so I do think the injury helps uh you know, in that regard. Sure. Yeah. I uh I think Mel makes it. I just don't trust. I don't trust San Francisco. I just don't trust them. All right. On to Monday night. We have an interdivision game. We have the New York Giants coming, looking really, really solid. I mean, they're finding ways to win. They're at home. Dallas last week. I think we said it a little on here. You know, I think Mel had said it. Even without Dak, they found a way to win. They ended up coming up with an amazing win against the Cincinnati Bengals. Line open two and a half. It's down to one. Pros have definitely been taking Dallas in this game. Uh, oh, man, this is tough. If I start here, I don't know where I would go with this. This is a very, very difficult game. It's a pass for me. Lean, I would take the Giants, but, ah, man, I don't know. Mel? I think Giants go to 3-0, and and Bob Mentory gets really happy this week. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones from Charlotte, North Carolina, a Duke product. That's a four-letter word in my house, but. I'm a Tar Heel guy, but I still love him from Charlotte Latin School in Charlotte, North Carolina. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones goes 3-0 and in this big divisional rivalry. I think Dallas plays him tough with Cooper Rush and Will Greer as backup quarterbacks. But I, I like Daniel Jones here to go 3-0 and and the Giants at home. What do you think, Earl? Hey, Daniel Jones is from Ric Flair's hometown. That's so right, baby. I always go with that. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is a very close game. You know, when you got the backups... In there uh, for the Cowboys, I, I definitely uh, think the Giants at home uh, will cover and win the game. Yeah, no, we got definitely. I mean, this is a week. If you look at these games, there's a lot of home underdogs. It's 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 interesting, and it's um, it's I think so far this is definitely. I mean, obviously the toughest of the last two weeks, but this has been I think one of the tougher weeks that I can remember in a while with some of these plays. All right, so let's go over now real quick our three picks because, Earl, I only have one of your three. So let's start. I'm going to start with Mel. Mel's three picks, his three straights of the week were the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. plus plus five and a half yes, against sir. the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Mel has the New York Jets Blacko. getting six against the Cincinnati Bengals, and Mel took the Washington Redskins plus six and a half at home as a home dog against the Philadelphia Eagles. JB, myself, in the third person, took the Cincinnati Bengals minus the points against the Jets, took Washington plus the points against the Eagles, and the Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half points against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Earl, I have you as the Ravens as one pick for you this uh, week as one of the picks that you give out. The Ravens minus two and a half against Belichick. Uh, what the were your commanders. other two? The Commanders. Washington, okay, plus the six and a half? Yes. And what was your third one? Uh, the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills on the road giving points to the Miami Dolphins. So when I look at this here, we're all on Washington as one of our picks. It's the first time since we've done this. No, we did that last week with Carolina. We all we all went. Were they leans? I don't think I had a pick were, on Carolina. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, you're right. So this is the first time that we have a podcast triple like on the Washington Redskins, Lock. which is great. The Commanders. 
Commanders, excuse me. <laughs> I still right. call them Redskins, oh, though. Sorry about that. Uh, pigskin lover just sorry, got canceled. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. I still call them skins. It's good right. you're anonymous. All right. I'm going to give out my teaser of the week. Last week, my teaser lost, unfortunately, when the Commanders were a few points off. I'm going to go a little more square this week, and I'm going to go Minnesota down to a pick against the Detroit Lions at home to rebound, and I'm going to tease it with the Cincinnati Bengals as a pick to win outright, uh, not have to cover against the New York Jets. So it's Minnesota to Cincinnati on the JB teaser of the week. You have all our straight picks. I'm going to go to Mel now with his parlay. Mel, what's the well, parlays? It's the money line Here we specialist, go. NFL money line specialist, Washington money line, Miami Dolphins money line. Wow. Bet them on the money line and parlay them together. So Mel's going Washington at home, Miami at home, money line, money line, people. Parlay think it. about that. I think actually, Earl, I think we have some really, I think the picks are solid. I mean, I think this could be a really, this really a good week. week. I think this is the uh, week of the anything could happen game. Yeah, uh, there's just true. so many games where you due to injuries or, or just the teams being pretty close and uh, talent level. You could see blowouts either way. You know, you know the Arizona game. I think is the perfect example of that. Uh, you know, the Rams could come in there and just kill them, yeah. or uh, they could get killed. So in Tampa Bay and uh, Green Bay, I think that's the game of the week in terms yep. of the marquee matchup. Yeah, but uh, anything could happen in that game. You know, anything anything could happen in that you know in that game. And guys, I think we learned last week with Miami coming back, uh, Arizona coming back. Some of these games that we watched, it ain't over till it's over. And NFL football, it's like a pinball machine on Sunday mornings in those fourth quarters. Anything can happen. Well, uh, I will uh, say that there's a lot of surprises this year. Like yeah. Goffs and the Lions are playing uh, much better than I anticipated. Uh, you know, and, and Mel was right. You know, I was wrong last week about Flacco. Like he looked like the Flacco of old, not an old Flacco. So there's a lot of like, uh, outliers uh, this season of guys performing better than expected. And is this Trevor Lawrence's breakout season where he's going to be like the next, the next big marquee quarterback and he's starting to show a little bit of flicker of light that he is. No, it's definitely going to be interesting. We're going to have a lot of answers next week to some of these games. I want to do a quick shout out to the diamond, the diamond. I want to give a shout out to David law enforcement, Hawkman and all the crazies, Saul Salama, Foonberg, Nathaniel Greenberg, Mel, we're going to yeah. get him. We're going to get him here. We're going to get him. Naming Manny. random Jewish guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the titanium yarmulke crew. The Jewish yeah. mafia. Yeah, the Shout out to uh, Saul Geeler. And, uh, <laughs> the titanium yarmulke crew, Earl. In, in any case. <laughs> all, you know. Gamblers want to hear. Hey, shout out to Hank Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nathaniel wanted me to say, Danny, he wanted me to say, that he's going to come with his square play of the century next week or the week after. So I know we've been teasing him, but at some point we're going to get him out here. Get Guys, it's always fun to do this. We always like to break these games down. We always like to make our opinion. I think we've been doing pretty well. I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm seven and three with my picks. I know I'm one and one on my teasers. I think this is going to be a big week. Please listen. Please think. Let's go NFL football. Anything big, else to say? Big money week here. As we're, as we're shouting out random Jewish guys, I'm going to shout out Justin Gimmelstab, my, my friend who's a former pro tennis player. And I'm going to give a special shout out to the 1987 graduating class of Ashbrook High School when they played real football in high school after watching what I saw on that Pal Palisades High School field last night. 
I, I'm telling you, Ashbrook High School, 1987 graduating class, one of the greatest football teams I ever saw. And awesome. a shout out to Ernie Grunfeld from the New York Knicks. <laughs> and Bruce him. Moore at the Forum. I've met, met Ernie Grunfeld. All right. All right. In any case, guys, thank Bruce. you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Eric Handler, learn your football from this podcast. We'll talk next week, Earl. Uh, shout out to Eric Handler and his tight black Calvin Kleins. All right. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye.